Anne-Marie, how, how much was your first wholesale deal? 13000 Boom. And uh, what resource did it come from? That actually was my neighbor's house. So I've been eyeballing that for quite a bit now. Awesome. Um, awesome. So. You, awesome. You guys, I can't wait until, um, you know, obviously let Anne-Marie share with you guys her stories. Um, Anne-Marie was in my web class and when she first started, that's why I'm really, really excited for this interview. Because when she first started, <clears throat> she was lost, confused, overwhelmed, <clears throat> stressing out. She was kind of like everywhere, you know, she has a job and everything like that. And I was so worried for her and concerned that uh, she was not going to be able to do this. But you know what? Man, I underestimated this gal. She, <laughs> she has the willpower to overcome everything. Her budget was very, very small. Um, if uh, we're talking about marketing, her budget was very, very small. So... Before I let Anne-Marie take over and share with you guys her stories, how she closed her first wholesale deal, for those of you who are new to the channel, boom, smash the subscribe button, turn on the bell notification so when I upload a new video or when I go live, you get notified. Also, too, is follow me on Instagram. Go to Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot W-T-M. And also, too, is I do a, um, uh, so I do a uh, subscribe first wholesale deal interview so if you recently closed your first wholesale deal, shoot me an email over to wholesale2millions at gmail.com with them, uh, show me the checks, all right, or the wire, and we'd love to get you onto the channel so you can share your stories to the rest of the family. Also, too, is that for those of you who don't know, I am running a, uh, another 2K web class happening on November 23rd, where I sit down just like I did with Anna Marie. I share with you guys all the tools, all the tips, all the strategies, all the systems, right? All the program, everything that we're currently using right now, all right? So whether you're a beginner or you're trying to scalp to get to the next level, listen to me. I am the missing link to your puzzle because I got everything that you needed, okay? So if you want to uh, spend the whole entire day with me, shoot an email. Um, or wait, before I say that, it does cost $2,000 per person or per couple, and it's exclusively for 20 people. Shoot an email over to wholesale to millions at gmail.com. It's going to be a web class. Um, and I'll, I'll give you everything that you needed to systemize your business or to get things organized. To, so you can either do the first wholesale deal or scale your business up to, uh, to the next level. So anyway, no further ado, Anne-Marie, you guys put your hand, put your thumb together and help me welcome Anne-Marie to the show. Thank you, Con. <laughs> Anne-Marie, you finally made it. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it, it was, it was, a little bit of a, a stretch, um, but you know, I, I trusted the process and um, you know, I just was persistent and I, I waited and you know, for this deal and, um, and it, came, it came through. So I'm excited, it worked out great. And getting through your first one is, is great because then you kind of know your way and, um, and then you just rinse and repeat. That's right. That's so right. That's right. That so, Emery, I want to know is um, so tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your stories, and then we can lead into that first wholesale deal. Okay, uh, I have a full time job. Um, I work insane hours. Um, I actually um, manage uh, about sixty head of racehorses, mm -hmm. so I'm very very busy. I do love it, um, but I've always been a a hustler and I all I do is soak my brain um, with you know a lot of uh, information I, I don't watch TV um, but I'm I found you Kong and I, I really really could relate to you and your story and um, I was drawn to you so I, I watched your videos and and learn 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 um, and 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 I know I've learned to to take those things and execute or else I could be watching videos forever so I made plans um, uh, and I think the biggest part was trying to find time um, to do those things and, and like you said I, I had a small budget only because I have a lot of um, money allocated to the horses um, and time, so so it was a bit of a challenge there, but I got it done, and um, and I'm still cracking at it. So boom. So yeah. So thanks, Amory. Let me ask you this: um, Who did you who did you discover first? Uh, um, I 
I actually started um, a long time ago interested in Ty Lopez. Ah, Mr. Ty. Lopez. And, um, and I was in his, a couple of his um, courses. Okay. And I, I actually um, lived and worked in Manhattan uh, for years and uh, before I moved back upstate in New York. And um, so, so I, I just, I soak my brain as much as I can. And he had a bunch of courses. So I was like, oh, I'll dabble a little bit in that, a little bit in this. Uh, and I actually have a background in, in graphic design and marketing. Mm. So um, some of those did appeal to me, but the real estate is what really appealed to me. So I just started going from there to soak my brain to people that are actually out there doing it um, and, and pulling in a lot of money a month. Um, and then I found you and it was over. I was like, I'm sucked your videos. I just love your story. It resonated with me. So I, I'm, I'm proud that I, I actually did the job. I got it done. And, and I was so excited because you were so excited. <laughs> I did such a good job. So, so here I am. Um, and in fact, uh, today I had an appointment to, to see a seller. Um, and that's why I couldn't connect with you earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Emery, how did that? Uh, how did that uh, appointment go? It went great. Uh, she's um, she's got herself in a bit of a bind with the liens with her with Medicaid with her father. So the offer would probably be around what they owe in the liens. Um, but we had a great rapport, and um, so I told her, you know, I'd, I'd I'd get back to her tomorrow with an offer, and she could kind of go from there. So we'll see. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, keep yeah. up, uh, keep us posted on that. So, Emery, let um, so okay, so now let's let's share with everybody, um, the first wholesale deal. Okay, so um, like I said, it was my neighbor's house, um, and uh, there was an old woman living in the house, and I actually took care of her driveway and and checked on her quite often, um. And when she passed, uh, you know, I, I got a hold of the daughter who actually lived in uh, Missouri and, um, and told her that I'd like to give her a cash offer on the house. And that's how it opened the uh, dialogue. And, um, and then it was a little funky. Um, the process was tough. Uh, it was good. It was a good rapport, but I think they were stuck on you know, the house and the belongings and, and whatnot. So I just gave them their time. Um, and uh, eventually they came, came around and, and, you know, they had actually had about three or four other offers. Mm. Um, and um, I think it's because I built such a great rapport that, um, you know, it kind of worked out that way that, that she came back to me, which was great. Um, and, and I already had a buyer lined up. Um, so I have a buddy who actually does a lot of flipping in the area here. So I touched base with him about six months ago um, and uh, got him on board that I was doing some wholesaling. And um, when this deal came along, um, he was on it. So it worked out really well. He actually tried to, to uh, come back, you know, for a lower price. Um, but that didn't fly with me because I knew I had a great deal and I wasn't being greedy. I just uh, wanted to get the deal done and, and help out my neighbor at the same time. So it worked out great. Of course. Of course. So now Emery, how did your neighbor know that you were buying properties? Uh, basically um, she stopped by the house um, mm -hmm. after um, they went through their, um, you know, the process of, um, I believe, you know, during probate or whatever, she stopped by the house. I actually was home at the time. So I ran over and I introduced myself. I told her who I was and, um, and she had heard from me, um, about me from another neighbor that, cause I kind of looked after, uh, the woman next door. Mm. Um, and so I told her, you know, when you're ready, um, that, you know, I was interested and because it's right next door to me and we share a driveway. Oh. So I told her, you know, it was really important to me, um, you know, that if I could control kind of this property, um, 
that would help me out because I'm, I'm really concerned about who's going to be my neighbor. Right. So that was my, that was my first initial, you know, um, you know, thought process to her. So, um, she understood that. And, you know, like I said, there were some people come around and, um, and offered some, some pretty good offers, but, um, you know, my math was really good right from the get go. I went through the house and, um, wrote everything down, you know, what I thought would, would be for the repairs. And, um, and actually the guy who ended up buying it from me, said he'd probably make a little more money than, than I thought that he would. So I'm happy for him and he'll be back for more. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> good, good. So, um, so, uh, so Emery, so the property, is it vacant or is it own, um, or is it, uh, owner occupied? It was owner occupied by, um, a woman that she was 89 years old. Okay. Um, her, her husband passed years before, um, and I've been living here since 2015. And, and so it's only been, you know, about, you know, f five years that I've taken care of her. Um, and, and she passed. And, and then after that, I, it was, uh, it was obviously vacant for a while. And I know the taxes and the, you know, the doing the lawn and all that stuff. I was in, a, I was doing the lawn. I was mowing the lawn. Oh, wow. her house because, you know, I, I, you know, I became friends with her. So I wanted to take care of her house at the same time. And I'm thinking, you know, but, um, it just worked out that way. And then she visited the house. Um, she was here to either clean stuff out or come take a look. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I introduced myself and we, we actually got along really well and, and we became friends and I wanted to be very upfront with her. Um, and, and it worked out great. So we had a couple hiccups. Um, when, when I went to close and that, that made me a little nervous, but it worked out. <laughs> gotcha. So Emery, so when you went, when you got the property locked up on the contract, did the seller live there or was it vacant? No, it was vacant. She, she passed uh, on and, and okay. um, it was vacant for probably four, three or four months. Okay. Before, um, and, and actually, um, the daughter would fly in from Missouri and they actually came, went through the house and found the things that they wanted to leave, you know, take mm. and, and then left. Um, and, and then it just sat there for a while. And I made a couple reminder phone calls. How are things going? You know, are you still interested? And just to keep consistent with, you know, uh, getting back in touch with them. Right. And, um, and then she called, uh, you know, after, I guess probate might've taken a little bit, um, mm -hmm. with the lawyers. And then when she was ready, she just sent me an email saying that, you know, she'd like to sell me the house. Gotcha. So now, um, so Emery, when did you initially start, um, learning and, and doing the wholesaling? Um, I really didn't, um, start until probably when I started watching your videos. Um, and I, I basically, uh, I think just because I have such a small time frame to concentrate on things, I need a little more handholding. I feel like rather than just, you know, watching a video, you're supposed to do X, Y, Z because I have, you know, uh, questions and things like that. Um, and I've, when I found you, it was great, you know, when I got into the web class. Um, but I also think that the, the support group with the Facebook is really important um, because there's some other people that are on those support groups that actually done the deals and things come up and I can, you know, ask those questions that I need. Um, right. You know, because then I'm searching for videos for each scenario. Um, for example, I had a, um, a deal uh, come up and um, it was a quick claim deal. Um, and I don't know if that's supposed to be, you know, if that's handled the same way legally. Um, and if you can actually find a buyer that has a quick claim um, warranty deed or, or whatnot. So it was, that's just an example. Um, but the Facebook um, uh, places, you know, to go in and um, ask those questions are, are really important and have helped me tremendously. So, 
Awesome. Awesome. So Anna Reed, when did you, when did you initially start? Cause, cause I want people to realize yeah. sometime how long it takes for, for, for someone to get their first deal. Um, it, it's, it's probably been, I'd say, um, probably since March. March. Year. Yeah. But, but you know, it's unfair to say that because I'm not all in, I'm mm. so busy that, so it's very hard to say, um, uh, but since, um, I did my first deal, I've been, you know, like I said, I've been been a little bit more into, okay, so, you know, this afternoon I'm going to spend, you know, X amount of time driving for dollars. And then I'm going to cold call those people and actually get a little more game plans. Um, so my busy time with work is between January and, and May. Mm. And I'm literally 24 seven. So I say March, but, um, you know, it's really hard to say that I was actually all in at that point. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So now Emery, when did, when do you think, when do you think you were all in? Um, I'd probably say at least six months. Okay. Seven, seven months, maybe. Okay. No, I mean like my is different than, you know, a certain person that doesn't have a job and right. that's like, you know, 24 seven and, and being a big hustler. Right. But for, for my time frame and my budget, um, you know, I was driving for dollars. Um, and you know, I could get some small lists, but, um, I was trying to get the value. Um, and that was basically, I don't have a big market that I live in. So, um, driving for dollars, was the best thing avenue for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Okay. So Amory, what was, what was the ARV for the property? The ARV was 145, I believe, or 135. I can't remember. It was a little while ago. Um, yeah. so it was 100 and I think it was 135 or 140, I think. Okay. So, okay. So let's just say 135 and what was the rehab? Uh, I estimated about uh, forty thousand um, in the rehab. Okay, and what do you got locked up on a contract for? Uh, I got locked up uh, originally at fifty three, and I renegotiated down to fifty um, because I saw a couple other things um, that I wasn't comfortable with, and um, so I, I got locked up for fifty thousand. And, and, um, and then I assigned it for, um, 63. Okay. So Goodbye. I want to know, I want to know from you is that, okay. So, I'll, I'll, okay. So you talked to the seller, you went out, you looked at the property, there was other offer on the property. Now, why did the, uh, the seller choose you? Did, did the seller took a other offer before, uh, she took yours? No, I, I, um, it was a little interesting because um, there were a couple players in the game. I was dealing with the actual executor of the estate or executrix because she's a woman. Um, and, and then there was another party involved, which was the actual daughter who lived in Missouri. Mm. So um, they were getting some people to take a look at the house and give them a quote. Um, and, and I offered it directly to the woman who was actually making the decisions on the estate. So, um, but, um, so she was telling me what they were offering as well, which was great because I was right smack where everybody else was, mm. which was, made me really feel good because it was my first time that I was actually trying to figure out the MAO AO and, um, or MOA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it worked out great. And, um, and, and they just didn't, I think, um, the reason why we were all about in about 5,000, um, from each other, about five grand. Um, but, uh, the woman that was living there, obviously she's very old and there was just a lot of stuff in the house. And I mean, a lot. So I made it very clear that you didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. And I think there were some reservations with some other um, cash buyers um, about, um, you know, cleaning the house out. So I think that helped too. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And um, how much did you lock, or I, I'm sorry, um, how long did you lock the property on the contract for, Anne-Marie? Um, I probably, I told her, I think I put it under for like a 45 day. Um, but my buyer said as soon as the, the lawyers could get it done. Right. So um, she was very excited about that. Um, and we got it done probably, it ended up taking about three weeks. Uh, his lawyer, the, the cash buyer that I used, his lawyer's never done um, an assignment before. So I ran into a couple of hiccups um, because I didn't really have the answers, um, but it, it worked out. Um, gotcha. And Emery, what was the earnest money? Uh, I asked for 2500 no, no, no. Uh, with you and the seller. Oh, hundred bucks. Okay. So yeah, hundred bucks. And I, and to be quite honest, it was really funny because the lawyer that I used, he's had a problem with that. And I said, no, no, it's, it's fine. I said, it's fine. He's like, well, well, you know, some people, you know, they, they don't like that. And I was like, okay, well, it'll be fine. And so it's like, okay. And, and, you know, I never heard one thing about it, you know, so it was fine. You know, once again, I just want to say it's because I watched the videos and some people put $10 down. I know it's just to make it legally binding. You just have to relax and say it's okay. But I was a little nervous because here I have a lawyer telling me that it's not, you know, a good idea. But I was like, no, no, it's quite all right. Right. That, um, uh, that lawyer, that attorney is kind of cuckoo because you know what, if the seller doesn't care, why does the attorney have, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, I think okay. He, I think he was going to, I think he was insinuating that the actual seller is going to feel a little weird about why am I only offering a hundred dollars. Um, but you know, I also, <laughs> I also told her that, um, you know, we, we would put down an earnest money deposit of 2500 but this was just for the contract to make it legal binding so she's fine with it she's like oh i don't care all right 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 now uh, um so when you talk to the seller amory um the, did the seller mention anything about earnest money or or no. did you bring it up i think um when i actually gave her the purchase agreement um it was on there in a, for a hundred dollars. And I don't think she's even really, um, she wasn't too versed in, in properties and, and real estate transactions. So she just wanted to know what it was. Yep. And I said, Oh, that was just to, you know, um, to make the, uh, purchase agreement legally binding. She said, okay. Right. So, well, uh, yeah. gotcha. So Amory, I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, because, some seller will read the agreement and they will say, Oh yeah, what is this? They, they, they are thinking that they have to come in with the money. So a lot of time, if I, not a lot of time, but sometimes I get seller question me. So what's the earnest money? Like, do I have to bring that in? And we're like, no, it's not, it's, it's, it's going to come from us. And they were all fine with it. Because, um, the reason why I'm telling you guys that because most seller that you deal with do not bring up the, the whole issue of the earnest money. They don't know anything about it. They just want to make sure that on the contract, uh, it's most important to them is the purchase price. You know, you're buying the property assets and et cetera, but earnest money, ne never the situation. And the re reason why I bring that up to Emory, because I have so many people ask me, Kong, how about the earnest money? You know, they're so worried about it because a lot of them don't have, you know, maybe have $5 in the bank account. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't worried about that. I just knew that I was going to get the actual earnest money deposit from the buyer. Right. So, um, so it didn't, it didn't matter. Right, right, right. So you already have a buyer in, okay. So you already have a buyer in place. Right. So first you lock it up for 53, right? You lock it up for 53. Yeah. I actually didn't, she didn't sign it yet at 53. Ah. And then I said, you know what? Uh, I just went through the house again and I forgot what it was. There was something with the, uh, one of the rooms, um, mm. it looked like there was some, um, you know, water leakage or sure. whatever. And you know what? Um, let's do this at, at 50 and it's a done deal. Like, let's get it done. She's like, okay. And I told her the reasoning for it. And she said that was fine. Um, and she'd like to get it done and 50 was fine. Gotcha. So, so, okay. So Henry, you got this locked up, you send it out to your buyers. Obviously the buyer did the walkthrough on the property, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. The buyer did a walkthrough 
And was this the only buyer that you sent it to, Emory? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, I he already expressed interest and wanted it, so mm. um, I already had it locked up with him. Too. So gotcha. Really have to go and and find a buyer. Gotcha. Okay. Now how now how do you know this buyer? Uh, I actually know him from years ago. Um, okay. Okay. And when I looked at a house, uh, you know, about uh, three years ago, Got and it. he was actually a flipper, and he told me what he paid for it and all that. And um, so I told him, you know, down the road, I get in touch with him, and sure enough, I did. <laughs> gotcha. 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 Okay. Yeah. So buyer came out, and uh, buyer walked through the property. Yeah. Sixty-three thousand. So the so the buyer said he was ready to go, and then. So you took a $2,500 non-refundable. See, what, what, see, those of you who listen, when I talk to the buyer, um, Emery, I don't say earnest money. Because earnest money means they're thinking that they're going to get it back. So I normally just, when I talk to the buyer, I said it's non-refundable deposit or just deposit. Are you going to make a deposit? You know, so, so I just say deposit or non-refundable deposit. But be, so when I deal with the buyers, I don't okay. say it's earnest money. Um, so that's why I asked you, so, okay, earnest money with the seller. So you got a $2,500 deposit with the buyers. Right. And then this, the, he, it was a three weeks closing, right? Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the hiccups, uh, that you mentioned about. Well, um, his lawyer has never done, um, an assignment. Uh, so what happened was um, he, his lawyer wanted to see the original contract that I had with the seller. Mm. Um, so I sent it over to him and um, it got a little convoluted because um, his law firm back in the day actually took care of the estate of this woman. Oh. This is how scary it got, right? So they already were aware of this, uh, will and the estate on this mm. property. Um, but, uh, the executrix that was, um, in charge of it was using a different attorney, but where it got funky is, um, his lawyer, the buyer's lawyer talked directly to the seller's lawyer. And I was like, how is that happening? How did, why is that happening? So I got on the phone with my attorney because I don't really know where I stand, but I said to him that the assignment agreement contract and, um, is the, and the actual purchase price. So the assignment is the only thing that's between me and the buyer is my thought process. So why is that attorney speaking to the actual seller? So, so I, he said, when you go to the closing table, of course they're going to talk that, that he's buying the property. I said, no, no, I get that he's bu physically buying the property, but it, the attorneys, only attorneys that should be speaking is the buyer, the buyer, cash buyer's attorney and my attorney. How is the seller's attorney involved? Because what happened was the seller, this is really crazy. And I still don't really know, but the seller the, the executor tricks that was ahead of the estate emailed me and she said, um, I'm not really sure um, what's happening, but all of a sudden you, um, uh, we're, we're, you're going to pay 63,000 for the house. And I was like, Oh, no. this is getting crazy. I didn't even know what to do. So I got on the forums and I said, this is what's happening. And one, um, one of the guys said that happened to me on my first deal and I lost a deal. So I got a little panicky. Um, and he basically said, explain to him that because she knew it was an assignment. So she was fine with that. So she knew why she already met the guy, the buyer uh, the guy that was using Matt. So she knew it was going to go in his name. So that wasn't the problem. The problem was why is he paying 63,000, um, instead of 50 that we agreed on. She didn't understand. And I had a hard time trying to figure out how to explain that to her. So I said, he's going to pay me basically to help sell the house, uh, help clean out the house and help market the house. And that's what he's paying me. So that's what I said to her, um, which is 
almost true because I'm kind of helping him because he's a friend of mine. So, but I still, um, I still, the, the, one of the forums told me Kong that there's such thing called a blind HUD statement. Um, and then that way the, the seller won't see, um, the fee on there. So I'm still a little confused about that. Um, okay. Gotcha, yeah. Anne Marie. So, okay. so when you so when you assign it, Anne Marie, yeah. the seller doesn't know. The only reason, the only reason I like the only confusion here is that the attorney that you're using somehow talked to the seller attorney, yeah. and the seller attorney has both the assignment and the purchase and sell agreement. You see. The thing is, that's why, you, that's why you always want to be in control of the situation. That's why you use your own attorney and you use your own title company. You don't use, you know, you know the, uh, uh, the, the seller because if the seller recommend an attorney, then that attorney will more likely, obviously, you know, working for the seller. So. Well, you have to have a seller's attorney, right? You have to have a seller's attorney because it's a, an attorney state here in New York. So mm -hmm. the seller has her own attorney that looked at my purchase agreement mm -hmm. and signed out. Everything was good mm -hmm. until I signed that to the cash buyer and mm -hmm. the cash buyer has his own attorney and his mm -hmm. attorney wanted to look at the, at the assignment agreement because yep. okay. he's never done an assignment. Okay. So it should have my thought process that, okay, well that's just between me and you, the assignment agreement. Mm -hmm. But he said at closing, it's right there in the paperwork. Um, I, which I don't know. I, so, so something about a HUD statement or whatever. Um, and a guy told me that you could do a blind HUD statement and the seller will never know anything, uh, you know, that's been transferred between the both of us. I'm still foggy about all this. I really am. Emory, let me help you figure out Emory. Okay. Yes, there is a blind HUD. All right. But listen okay. to me. Okay. The mistakes here, the mistakes here is not about the blind hut because it doesn't matter because the attorney doesn't know what he or she is doing. That's what, that's why you're running into this issue. That's why you find the right title company or the attorney that knows how to do this. Your assignment fee should never be on the seller's hut. It's only on the buyer's hut, not on the seller hut. So listen, Emory, I ran into this. I found okay. the wrong title company and they did yeah. the same thing. They put that on the seller's hut and that's where it becomes a problem. So I'm telling, uh, so your problem, yes, you can do a blind hut and all of that, but your problem oh, okay. is that this attorney, I don't think, so this attorney hasn't done, just like you mentioned, he hasn't done one before. So that's why they don't know. So that's why they tell you that everybody, the seller's going to know about it, but the seller's not supposed to know about it because your fee should only be on the buyer's end because that is what the buyer's responsible, not so it shouldn't show up on the seller side. Does, does, so does that make sense? Well, well, I guess here, I have a couple questions. One mm -hmm. is why I, I find it a little strange that a, a cash buyer's got his attorney and wants his attorney to look at the assignment and the, in the purchase agreement. Hold on a second. Okay. Amory. So Emory, <clears throat> So typically this is how it happens. Yeah. So once you lock a property out of my contract with a seller. Yes. You take that purchase and sell agreement. You're supposed to go to an investor friendly title company, right? In right. this case, it's an attorney. Yes. So it's either the buyer attorney. You do not want to use the seller attorney. So if the seller has, no. a, if the seller has a relationship with that attorney, you don't want to use them. You want to use the, the, the buyer attorney. It's fine. You, you, you can use the buyer attorney. That's fine. Okay. But the buyer attorney needs to understand. So needs to know how to do these kind of wholesale transaction. If they don't know, just like you mentioned, this buyer attorney never done one before. Right. And that's why you running into that issue. You see, you only use it. Okay. So if you use an attorney, Anna Marie, if your buyer's attorney knows what he or she is doing, that's fine. They do need the attorney needs to see the both the purchase and sale agreement and they need to see the assignment agreement. They need to see both. Now, okay. 
the seller has their own attorney because the seller wants the attorney to review all the paperwork before they right. sign, which is fine, you know, if that's what they want to do. But the purchase and sale agreement, the assignment agreement does not go to your seller's attorney. It stays with your attorney. Does that make sense? Yeah, because what's happened is I had uh, three, three attorneys involved. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it was, but I guess, so the attorney I used initially has done a lot of um, wholesale. wholesale deals. Okay. In fact, one of the, one of the groups that made an initial offer on the house was people that he works with. So he said, I've done a millions. Of, I've done not millions, but I've done a plenty of them. Right. Because I actually got in a bit of a argument with right. an attorney about what I'm not, I said, I'm sorry. I'm a little so, ignorant of this, but I said, I don't understand why a seller now knows anything about yeah, correct. What, what, what I'm doing with a, with a, a separate um, transaction. So, so Anne-Marie, let me break this down and let me, let me ask you this question. So okay. when you, so when you got that purchase and sell agreement with your seller, yes. who did you send that purchase and sell agreement to? My attorney. Hold on. Okay. okay. So you send it to your attorney. This is the one that said, Hey, this is okay. Your is, this is the one that said that he has done a lot yes, of these. Plenty. Yes. Now plenty. is, is he the one that actually closed on the deal? Uh, yes. I mean, he closed. Yes. No, no. I guess you mean my buyers, my buyer's attorney closed. Hold on a second. Hold, hold on a second, Anne-Marie. Hold on a second. This, well, this is, this is going to help a lot of you that are watching. So I'm going to take a little bit of time to do this for you. To okay. show, yes, Anne-Marie, some love. Okay. So Anne-Marie, here's what, so I'm going to walk you step by step. So you're actually going to be super clear after we're done with this. Okay. Okay. So once you got a purchase and sale agreement between you and the seller, you send it over to your attorney and your attorney looked at it and said, it's completely fine. I do this all the time. Exactly. Okay. Hold on a and second. He, has, he also had my assignment agreement. He uh, looked it ho, over. Ho, ho, ho. Hold on a second. One step at a time. So, okay. okay. So you got that purchase and sale agreement over to your attorney. Yep. So now the next thing is you found the buyer. Yes. Okay. But before that, the seller has their attorney to review that purchase and sale agreement before they sign it, right? Yes. Okay, hold on a second. So the seller attorney said that, okay, so you sent over the purchase and sale agreement. The seller said, hey, I'm going to have my attorney review that purchase and sale agreement before I sign it, correct? Correct. Got it. So the seller attorney review it, tell the seller, hey, Borowski, you're good to go. So sign it off. So once yep. the seller signs it off, you sign it. You took that purchase and sale agreement. You send it into your attorney. Yes. So now your attorney has the purchase and sale agreement. You probably going to send back a copy to your seller. So your seller can go ahead and send that to their attorney. So now their attorney has a copy of your purchase and sale agreement, which is fine. That is completely fine. Now, yep. the, here, now here's going to be the problem here. So once you found the buyer, right. you drew up the assignment agreement. And then your buyer said that, hey, my attorney also wants to review the purchase and sale agreement, correct? Correct. Which is completely fine. Right. The, which is completely fine because most buyer, before they sign the assignment agreement, before they agree to what you, whatever you agree with the seller, they want to review that purchase and sale agreement so they know what they're getting themselves into. Because Correct. maybe, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot yes, of time, maybe you, you yeah, maybe sometimes you agree with something on the seller, it's on the paperwork, but you didn't tell the, um, the buyer and the buyer signs the assignment agreement without seeing the original purchase and sale agreement of what you agree with the seller, because when you assign it, the buyer steps into your shoes and take responsibility of whatever it is that was agreed prior, right? On the original right. purchase and sale. Yes. I Hold understand. on a second. So your buyer got the purchase and sale, got the assignment agreement and said, everything looks good. And then sign. And then he signed the assignment agreement. No, they didn't sign it yet because they had questions. They okay. Never, his attorney never did an assignment agreement. So he had some mm -hmm. questions. Okay. Well, okay. Um, go ahead. One of them was the inspections. And I said that we're buying it as is. Um, okay. but he, um, so he went to my attorney and said, well, you got to put on there some type of inspection 
time period, which I thought this is just, I have no idea. Okay. Next. So he, put, he put something on there to say, okay, I will give him 15 days and that'll give the buyer 15 days to inspect the house and crazy. I don't know. And so he was okay with that. So I was waiting, right? I was okay. waiting. I said, did you sign, you know, I keep, kept talking to him. I said, did you sign the, the assignment agreement? Are we good to go? You know, you need to drop that deposit off. You know, I'm trying to. Sure. Understood. Move it forward. Right. And, um, and he said, um, no, I, I, I guess my attorney wanted to talk to the seller. And I said, that's what I was like. Right, right. Okay. What? Okay. And I didn't know what really my, what I had, what I could do about it. Um, it was already done, like for some reason. So, so basically I, it even got um, a little deeper. The paralegal on the seller side sent me a, a question about the inspection and, and how it's, the amount is 63,000. Wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second, hold on a second, Emery. It just gets deeper and deeper. I yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So hold on. Yeah, hold on a second. So I'm gonna help you. So that way when you come across similar situation, it doesn't happen again, okay? Okay. So the whole thing, um, the whole thing, Emery, is throughout the process, you need to take control of the deal. So yeah. you got your you got your attorney that that did it, has no problem doing it, okay? The buyer attorney has never done it before. And here's the problem. That's why the, so the buyer attorney is confused yeah. on the assignment agreement. So they want to talk to the seller and see what's going on. So right. when you talk to the seller, the seller attorney probably say, Hey, well, uh, well send me the assignment agreement. And um, that's, and that's where it, it well, that's, that's, that's the problem, Anne-Marie. So here's what you're supposed to do, Anne-Marie, when, okay. when, when, it, when it comes for, across like this. So it's okay if the seller has their own attorney to review the agreement before they sign it, which is fine. It's yeah. okay if your buyer's attorney sees the purchase and the assignment agreement, because if you're, you know, so that's fine. The problem is that the buyer's attorney send, it, send the assignment agreement over to uh, the seller attorney. That's where it becomes a problem. So when the, um, so here's the problem, Anne-Marie. So when attorneys ask to talk to the seller, you should have said, hey, there's no, well, there's, there's no reason that you need to talk to the seller and you should have direct that attorney to talk to your closing attorney. Yes. And you know what I have to say about that, Kong? Yeah. Is, is why do, as an attorney, my attorney, that's done plenty of deals, mm -hmm. Why doesn't he, that's what I'm paying him for, to take control and say, no, if you have a question about the purchase agreement or the assignment, you speak to me, not yep. the seller. Yep. So, so that's where I, I had some inclination to say to my attorney, I don't get this. Mm. Why is he talking to the seller's attorney? That, mm. shouldn't, that shouldn't be the case. Yep, um, correct. So, but, but apparently... His answer, his rebuttal was that when he, when my buyer closes on the deal, they see everything anyway. And he said, it's already done deal. You know what? I don't know what you're worried about. He said it, all the parties know they're all on board. And I'm thinking down the road, if this happened 10 more times, there's going to be about two or three people that are going to cut out and say, right. yeah, cool. Right. So, so, okay. So, so, so think Amory. You're I don't know how to attorneys. You see what I'm saying? Like yes. So, so, so let me ask you, Amory, did your attorney close on it? So is, is, is your attorney closed or is it the buyer? Cause you, you got me really confused. The, um, I'm not really sure how to answer that because I'm a little. Ignorant. No, no. Okay. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. When it comes to the signing, did the buyer goes to your attorney office to sign or oh, uh, the buyer went to his own attorneys. They, they did it there. They closed that at the buyer's attorney. So, what? so, so your attorney, you didn't pay. So the, so it didn't happen with your attorney it happened with the buyer's attorney. Uh, and, but my attorney sent his legal people to the buyer's attorney's office to close. 
Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no. Okay. So, no, no, no. So, Anne Marie, I, okay. I got this. What All I right. want to know from you is that yeah. who drew up the paperwork to send it to the seller and to send to the buyer to sign? Like, like who drew up the closing paperwork? Is it the buyer's attorney or is it your attorney? You know what? I don't even, I don't know, Kong. Okay. So, know. okay. So, the, so, the, so, I so just, the, I left it to, you see what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, you've got all the paperwork you need. And they said it was good to go. They were closing on a certain day. And I thought that was the way it was supposed to be done. Yep. I don't know who wrote up what paperwork. It sounds like my attorney sent that with, the, with his paralegal to. Okay. Got it. Got it. That's I got it. I got it. So, so Anne Marie, the person that actually closing your, uh, on your deal is actually your attorney. So he just drew up the paperwork, okay. sent it over to the buyer. So the buyer can review it with their attorney, whatever he wants to do. Yes, that's right? what happened. But okay. all the paperwork goes back to your attorney and your attorney actually record it and close it out. So you so, so it actually closed with your attorney. The problem with your attorney is that your attorney, um, it's okay if the buyer sees the purchase and the, the, and the assignment agreement. The problem is that somehow the, um, somehow the buyer attorney talks to the seller attorney. That's where it becomes a problem because it's okay if, so your attorney is right in a way where, yes, the buyer will see the purchase, will see the assignment agreement. Yes, that's fine. But the seller's end shouldn't see that the assignment agreement, the seller, shouldn't see the assignment agreement because they have no rights or no reason to see the assignment agreement. That's between you and the end buyer. The problem here is that somehow the buyer attorney talks to the seller attorney directly and then send, and then send the assignment agreement over to the Maybe. seller's side. And that's why the sellers Maybe. see what's going on. Okay. Or, or, or the buyer attorney just said, Hey, well, the purchase and sale agreement is for fifty thousand, but my buyer's going to buy for sixty-three. Maybe the 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 buyer That's, attorney. Go ahead. That sounds like what happened. Okay, so gotcha. So the buyer, so the buyer attorney didn't send the assignment agreement over to your seller. They just said, "Hey, you know what? Um, the 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 agreement is for fifty thousand, but my buyer is going to my buyer is buying at sixty-three. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. What okay. Got like it. Said to me. Got it. So, so the thing, so the thing is Anne Marie. So the, yeah. so the next time when you take control of the situation okay. is that the bot, what I'm seeing here is the buyer attorney doesn't know what he's doing. So you need okay. to, you need to have instructions for your attorney to say, Hey, you know what? They should deal directly. They should have no contact uh, with uh, the seller at all. If the seller has any question, it should, it should go to your attorney the buyer, uh, attor uh, the buyer's end. If they have any question, they should go to your attorney or goes to you. And you know what? And mm -hmm. I know nothing. I know nothing. But that's exactly what I told my attorney and got in like a rebuttal and a, and a bit of a confrontation with my own attorney. That's exactly what I said to him. Yeah. Because logically, that was an agreement between the buyer and me. Yeah. Correct. Nothing to do with the correct. seller. You yep. have the paperwork. Yep. There it is. So that made complete sense to me. Um, but he was hell bent on saying that when everybody, when we close on it, it's right there in the paperwork that, you know, in the HUD statement or something. Okay. Now, so I will tell you that I did see somewhere because I was trying to find some answers. Um, and there there was another uh, attorney state um, and someone explained okay. that they put it down as a fee. Uh, no. Or something. It, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Anne-Marie, let me ask you this questions. Yeah. On the seller's HUD, did it show your assignment agreement? That's all I want to know. Well, I don't know that. I, I just. Got it. So, okay. So saying, like, I tried to. No, no, no. Okay. So, so Anne Marie, here's what I want you to do is okay. I want you to call that attorney back and I want you to, to ask him, um, did okay. your site, did your assignment fee show up on the seller's hut? If it shows up on the seller's hut, you want to find a different, uh, attorney, that guy, that gal does not know what they're doing. Okay. So, so I want to know if the, 
if uh, you're if you're uh, if your assignment fee, which is the thirteen thousand, did it shows up on the seller's HUD, that's what you want to okay. know. Okay. And if he said that. yes, then let me tell you something, Emery. Okay. It's time to get a new one because that okay. jingle bingo dingo guy don't know what the he's okay. doing. So so if he says no, it was on the buyer's HUD. What that's would fine. that? That would be fine. Yep, that would be fine. Just the next time, next time, you just need to tell him that, hey, I don't want the buyers to, to, to talk to the seller or have anything. If any question, it should go to you and you should go to me. Yep. Which I told him and, you know, I, he, he was a little, I really probably do need to find a different yeah, attorney. Yeah, so, right. With him. So, so, okay, so so thing is, Anne-Marie, as for you, here is, here's the decision you need to make. First, you need to ask him, if it's on the seller's hut, if he said no, okay, then you need to tell him, hey, next time, I just don't want to make sure that this doesn't happen. We're going to work together. You know, we, we're going to do a lot of deals together. I want to build a good relationship. Right. And if he said yes, it's on the seller's hut, then you probably want to find a new one. If he said no, but you feel like you're not comfortable with him, you can find a new one, Anne-Marie. Okay. There, there's plenty out there that can close a, a wholesale deal. He's not, he or she is not going to be the only one. If you're not comfortable, if, if, if they're not on the same page, you need to move on and find a better one. There's a better one out there. Right. And what about if I do another deal with this buyer, which is probably something that's going to happen, mm -hmm. how do I, not that I'm going to educate that attorney, but what do I tell the buyer that I'm working with right now? Because he buys a lot. Sure. And in the future, I'm sure he'll buy another wholesale deal from me. Right. What do I say to him so I can educate him going forward that he can't speak to the seller? Well, uh, the, the thing, Anne-Marie, I think that now, I think that now you have this, this, this trust or whatever it is resolved with him already. His attorney kind of already understand what it is, but okay. you need to let him know that, Hey, if, if, if there's any communications that you're having issue with the paperwork or anything like that or anything, just, just talk to me about it. You know, like my partner, like Emery, once again, you do not hear. Okay, you guys, those of you who's watching this, listen to me. This is where the partnership, like you're not the decision maker. You're not the main person. This is where it's going to help you a lot. Because this, because when you come off, like for example, Emery, if I come off to you and say, hey, you know what, Emery, I would appreciate it if next time, you know, if you have any issue or anything that comes up with the, with, with the agreement or your attorney has questions, talk to me about it because I don't appreciate you guys talk to the seller about it because it caused a lot of problem last time. Like you okay. can go and say that, but what you're causing is you're causing a little friction, a little like, you know, kind of, you know, sometimes people have ego and you might hurt the ego. But if you have a partner, which is a third party, then you would say, you know what? Um, I would say, you know what, Anne-Marie, the last time, you know, my partner wasn't really happy with it. You know, he got a little upset, you know, and I, I have to cool him down. Um, it's because, you know, we, we've got like, like, you know, like you talk, you know, your attorney talked to the seller. It really caused us a problem. Okay. Um, you see, you see how, you see how that just kind of shift. Sure. I mean, you know, so, so next time you need to prep your buyers up and, and that's what you tell your buyers, say, Hey, you know what? The last time it happens, really, my partner was pretty upset with it. Um, because, okay. you know, your attorney talked to the seller, the seller came back and questioned us about, you know, our assignment fee and all of that, which the seller shouldn't know about because that's, the, that's our deal. And right. the attorney that closed on it should already know how it's done. It's just, you know, it's just your, your attorney talks to the seller and uh, attorney. That's what makes it all uh, a big deal. Okay. But, I, but I'm thinking now that you have done a deal with him, his yeah. attorney review, it shouldn't be an issue, but you need to let him know as well. And also, too, is make sure in the future, just take control and make sure that the buyer understand that if there's any issue, they go through you if they have any questions. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, I can do mm -hmm. that. And then going forward, you know, I take this, this lesson that I've learned and any buyer that I have now that's different than this one that I've used now, um, I'll just mention to him, you know, when I, when I give him the assignment and the, and the, the contract that if you have any questions, you know, please go through me mm -hmm. and I'll ask my attorney or please speak directly to my attorney. Do not speak to the actual. Yep. Uh, so, and I think too, I don't know if he would have done that. Um, the actual buyer's attorney would have done that, but he knew the estate and 
somehow was a little in, on, intertwined with the actual. Mm, that yes. might have been why yep. mm-hmm. he opened that door yep. to, to actually speak to the seller and not my attorney. Correct. But the thing is that attorney has no rights to speak to the seller. Yeah, I know. Just, you know what I mean? Because the assignment yeah. agreement is not between it's not between the not not between the seller and the buyer. It's between you and the buyer. Right. But anyways, just moving on from now on. You got one oh. down. Congrats, yeah. Anne Marie. High five. Thank you. Boom. So, anyways, um, so Anne Marie, I guess how do people connect with you? I know there's people who want to network. So, how do they connect with you, Anne Marie? Well, um, I'm on the Facebook group and um. I have a um, Instagram, but it doesn't say anything about wholesaling. Um, but um, you can find me there um, through Amory Toomey. You can find me at Instagram. Okay, so follow you on IG, right? Yeah, and okay. then I'm on Facebook with my name, my full name. So okay, okay, great. And I've already connected with some that um, saw the the first video, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> Good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So now, Emery, um, my question is, uh, what are some last tips, feedback, advice that you can give uh, to, you know, everyone that's in your shoes trying to get the first deal? Well, you know, even in our own group, I I say, you know, just keep going. And and it's very true. You're just one deal away um, from changing, you know, your trajectory and your life. even if it's 2000 you know, $2,000, $10,000, $40,000. I just saw somebody who closed a deal for $40,000 um, of one of your subscribers. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's awesome. Um, but I, I think what's key is, is consistency. And I, and I think, too, um, a lot of people um, are worried that they don't have the money for marketing and things like that. Um, but if – if you're truly consistent and you come up with a plan, and I think it's so super important to say, okay, this week I'm gonna dedicate an hour a day to driving, let's say driving for dollars, uh, write those, you know, those those addresses down. You can use Deal Machine, um, you know, um, when you're driving for dollars, and you know, you can go from there. Um, and and you'll get you'll get the deal. But what you really need to do too is get comfortable talking to people. And that's not easy for some people. So, um, but, you know, I think consistency is important. And the more kind of people you talk to and just get comfortable, it's going to come naturally after that. I'm already really a lot comfortable talking to people because I think too, what you got to remember is you're helping people. Mm. You know, you're ultimately you're helping somebody out. And I feel really good about that. So, um, you know, when you, when you do talk to some of these people that are in situations like I did today, um, I feel that their, their anxiety. And I just said, you know, I try to calm them down and say, I'm your outlet. You know, if you need, if you need, you know, our services, we're here for you, you know, you know, kind of get through whatever you need to get through and, and, and call me if you need me, you know, so it feels good. Awesome. Awesome. Once again, Amory, congrats. And obviously not a problem to many more. I am am so excited and I'm truly so happy for you. For those of you who's watching, I am excited for you because your deal is just around the corner. If you don't give up, man, every pro was once an amateur, man. I, I, when I first started, I never know how to talk to seller. I'm, you know, I'm stressing out. I'm, I'm stressing out like Anne-Marie. I'm all over the place. Yeah. There's so much information and I don't know where to start, but you know what? Take it one day at a time, one bite at a time, figure out what's the first step you need to do, do that, execute it, and then do the next one. You know what, Anne-Marie? So I was just at the, uh, at the hundred K club conference. Yeah, everybody there, everybody there was taking notes, right? Was yeah. taking notes and everything like that. They, none of them did one thing, Anne-Marie, check this out. Well, like, I don't feel like any of them did like, like, well, the thing is like, I mean, like do like actually like, like, like they wait until they go home. So guess what we took? So I came, um, so I came back from break a little bit early. So I was sitting there and I chat with this. Um, one of them is also in our web class and there's another gal there and literally sit down with them, got their phone open, put two ad on Craigslist two ad on uh, the Facebook group to find cash buyer. Right. And, yeah. I'm, to- 
and I told them to put um, another one in the local RIA and then another one, another ad um, in the uh, for rent se sections at Craigslist right. just within another 15, 20 minutes. And I, ca I caught it on camera because I brought my, uh, uh, the camera gal with me yeah. and they got a respond from a seller. Now, whether they're motivated or not, like, uh, like we don't know, but right. they got to respond back from the seller and say, Hey, I have a property that I'm interested in selling. You see, it's, 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 it's like, you got to take the action right away because when you said you're going to say, Oh, I'll do tomorrow, tomorrow, right. might, you know, tomorrow might be the next day. The next day might be never. Right. So just like, it's yeah. just like Anne-Marie said at the beginning, knowledge without execution. It's key. It's, it's worthless. Okay. So knowledge without execution is worthless. You got to take the information, the knowledge, and you got to execute it. Okay. One step at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. I understand when you first start out, it looks simple. It feels, it looks simple and easy to me because I've done it so long. But when I first started, I understand where you're coming from. It feels overwhelmed, stressing out, like you don't know which way to go, which path, one thing at a time. Figure out what you want to do, what you're going to do, and then do it, and then figure out the next step, all right? So that way you don't overwhelm, because when you're overwhelmed, you procrastinate, and you're just like, you know what, I, you're like too much, you, you, like, like you're just not going to do anything. So right. anyways, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Anne-Marie, thank you so much for taking your time, time to jump on and do this with me. I wish you a ton more, ton more, ton more success. And until next time, you guys. Take care and ciao, Emory. Bye. Thank you.